300 meter high rooftop garden. Singapore set its sights high. It evolved from a developing country to one of the richest nations in the world within just a few decades. Here, East meets West, and the past meets the future. features the highest indoor waterfall in the world. Singapore also has the world's largest orchid collection, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And people live in spectacular building block architecture. An ultra-modern city, yet the jungle and its animals are never far away. And that poses a constant challenge. In Angmokyo Park, the day begins while it is still pitch black. Bird cages are carried back and forth. William Chua has been unloading his birds here for 25 years. He only takes time out for the Chinese New Year. Chua breeds songbirds. And here they compete to sing the most beautiful song. Songbird competitions are very popular. Zebra doves are particularly skilled singers and feel most comfortable up high. These feathered virtuosos have sensitive characters. First, let them... First, don't let them get scared. So in the dark, on the first light, they won't be so scared. So when they open their eyes slowly, they think they're where they used to be. That's why we come here so early. A few kilometers away lies the Tekka Center in Little India. A lot of night owls have only just gone home when Li Wuifang starts her day at 2.30 in the morning. She and her parents have a cook shop in this hawker center, a food court for street food. The 6,000 hawkers are a true signature of Singapore. But most of the cooks have almost reached retirement age. It is very rare for young people like me to take over the hawker center. Yeah, people will want to be a chef in cafe or restaurants. So it is really rare to see younger generation to, to be a hawker. Yeah. Lee's specialty is shrimp noodle soup. It takes her almost four hours to make it. The recipe is a family secret. Her grandfather brought it from China. He actually came to Singapore in the 1930s and he started selling prawn noodle along the street uh, in Singapore. And there's no like hawker store, so they actually carry a pole and use uh, kerosene to pump the fire and to cook along the street. The street food cooks later had to move into these semi-open buildings for hygienic reasons. Their stands are often passed down from one generation to the next. Lee's parents, both in their late 60s, 
also helped to cut chili and shrimp here. They didn't want their daughter to follow in their footsteps. As a qualified business administrator, she could have found a job in a fancy office. We do back-breaking work here. It's hard on both your back and hands, and you work long hours. Breakfast has to be quick. The first customers are about to come. Lee once had a desk job and regular working hours, but she only found fulfillment here between pots of shrimp broth. In Singapore, people actually believe in uh, putting effort and your heart in making good food. So if you don't put effort in your food, people can actually taste it. Yeah, so for us, we use fresh ingredients every day and we, like for the soup, if we can't finish for the day, we will just throw. We will keep it for the next day. A few streets down, someone else is starting work in the dark behind the colonial facade of the Raffles Hotel, an enduring landmark in Singapore. It was named after the British explorer and founder of Singapore, Sir Thomas Raffles. Narajan Singh has been working here for 28 years as head porter. Despite the love of tradition, the staff entrance is secured using high-tech facial recognition, typical of Singapore. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Narajan's first trip is to the laundry room. He keeps on his turban, but exchanges his polo shirt and jeans for his uniform. This symbol here is just new because I've been a senior person in the line, and then my the other colleagues doesn't get this station, and also in the collar, because we having only red instead of having a person. Narajan used to work as a security manager at the port. That job was far less formal than here at the five-star hotel in his fancy uniform. I must make sure I'm, I'm ready to go up because uh, uh, everything must be in place. Outside, the sun is colorfully painting the morning sky. Singapore is coming to life. But before the first hotel guests come for breakfast, there is still plenty to do. Narajan first has to attend his morning meeting with the guest team. Built in 1887, the hotel is steeped in history and considered very British. In colonial times, the staff still had to deal with wild animals. Nowadays, things have quieted down at the legendary hotel. So today we have 33 arrivals, 52 departures, 7 out-of-order rooms, and we sit at 69.44%. It's her friend's 60th birthday trip, and they have afternoon tea reserved. I think we can start taking these and welcome them appropriately. I don't think we've been doing that quite enough. Guests used to have a view of the sea here. Today, they see skyscrapers. 
Chinese garden is about 13 and a half hectares in size and one of the many green oases in Singapore. Among the towers and temples, many animals live here too, such as monitor lizards, otters, and snakes. Their only refuge in this urban jungle. Today, the workers from the Wildlife Rescue Service Acres are releasing a young monitor lizard. Kalai Vanan and his colleagues spent two months nursing it back into good health. It was injured on a fence. Now, Dickie, as Kalai and the other animal rescue workers have named him, is ready to be released again. He's a little bit wary. So this is always the highlight for us. Oh, At least for this individual, you know, uh, we met together with the rest of our team have been working very hard in the past few weeks. Uh, regardless of all the other animals that we have, yeah, we still try our best to make sure his wounds recovered, that the infection in the mouth is recovered, and he's looking much more feistier. It's always a good thing. They finally managed to convince Dickie to return to his old hunting grounds. In Singapore, greenery and hanging gardens abound. That is the government's master plan. And that in one of the most densely populated cities in the world. It has the same surface area as Hamburg, but three times as many inhabitants, with almost six million residents. That has its price. Wild animals have less and less space. When problems arise, these volunteer animal rescuers are on hand. And more and more calls are coming in, almost 9,000 a year now. They want to free this Asian palm civet from the entrance grill. These little predators tend to make themselves at home under roofs. That may be unpleasant for residents, but this area used to be these animals' territory long before the first homes were built here. The Asian palm civet is now free, and the problem is resolved, at least for the moment. I guess people do feel frustrated because the noise created and all that, but I think... If the issue is them running around within the attic space, then we find solutions out to prevent it from happening instead of always removing it. Because removing is honestly not a solution. Under the glass dome at the airport lies Singapore's most popular new attraction, the highest indoor waterfall in the world. Measuring 40 meters in height, it's an Instagram hit. It receives up to 300,000 visitors a day. And most of them are locals. The spectacular complex is called Jewel. And it also boasts a second superlative, the largest indoor forest in Asia, with a maze and climbing nets at dizzying heights. Jardina Tan ensures that everything runs smoothly. From the shopping mall to the entertainment and the waterfall, the centerpiece of this green world. Nearly 38,000 liters of water per minute fall from the glass ceiling, which has a 12 meter wide opening for rainwater. 
The dome consists of more than 10,000 small reflective glass triangles. It takes a lot of energy to bring the waterfall up. And more importantly, um, it's able to bring in rainwater. So when it rains, we collect the water as well. So it plays an economic environment part for the for jewel as well. And it's part of our remark that we aspire to be as part of the building. Dozens of gardeners work here around the clock, tending to over 2,000 trees and 100,000 plants from all over the world. They normally work at night or in the early morning when there are hardly any visitors. The garden alone spans several floors. By any one time, you can expect 100 over people in the building, making sure this place runs from the security to the concierge to the maintenance to the facilities, management. Uh, all the way to the management team. You can look at 100 to 200 at any one time just to make sure this place runs. The seven-story waterfall is surrounded by a garden and everything is perfectly monitored. This is Singapore's version of a futuristic green city. The city is a combination of faith in technological progress and a keen sense of tradition. Chinatown abounds with shops and temples. Chinese people make up the largest demographic group. With Chinese, Malay, Tamil and English, the city-state has four official languages. Tolerance and cosmopolitanism are true trademarks here. Home to Buddhists, Christians, Muslims, and Hindus, Singapore celebrates the key holidays of all four religions. No one is meant to feel left out. Back to the open-air songbird concert. chirp away, their owners sit in the shade, discussing the perfect technique of a true virtuoso. That's a tough one. It's very difficult. When it raises its voice, the echo follows. That's what we call the melody. That one's a very hard one. You know, when the voice comes up, oh, the echo sound follows behind. This one we call the melody. We call the melody. And here's how it sounds. attuned ear to appreciate this birdsong symphony. Once a month, a competition is held in this park, where the bird owners can see if they've invested their money wisely. After all, these little virtuosos can cost several thousand euros. Normally we're competing, but the price isn't so important. Because our bird gets to go up against all of the others. Then we know how good our bird is. Then we know how good our bird is. When the sun is high above Singapore, that means enough tweeting for today. Chua's birds need a break now to cool off in the shade. A friend of mine works at a 
Macaques are a common sight in the streets, but feeding them is strictly prohibited. The animal rescuers have their next call. Residents here have reported a sugar glider. This marsupial's natural habitat is actually along the east coast of Australia, not Singapore. Inside a hamster cage, a little creature is making a lot of noise. Does it bite? I don't know. Last night, the family heard loud noises coming from the front of the apartment. It was really very weird. So after we went there, we saw like one squirrel. People thought it was a squirrel. Then the more we see, it looks like a sugar glider from far. Because I saw Instagram before. She said, no, this is rare or something. Then we said, okay, we, we need to call someone. But it's good to keep him that we call. So we, we try to find where, where to keep. <laughs> Kalai isn't sure if he should believe their story about finding the animal accidentally. Singapore is one of the world's leading trading hubs for illegal pets. He has two or three such cases every week. This sugar glider was most likely smuggled over at one point as well. They're usually smuggled in huge numbers, in bad conditions, um, you know, made to breed and all these lot of issues that people need to start thinking about. And that is why the illegal trade is bad. And it's causing so many species to get wiped out. regularly has to promote awareness for animals' rights. An unpleasant surprise awaits them at their next stop as well. They were actually called about this completely harmless garden snake, but then Kalai discovers a huge net full of dead bats. The owner of the house claims it was the gardener's recommendation. She says the bats bothered them when they sat on the patio in the evening. Bats are endangered in Singapore because they can't find enough space. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. So the bats fly because they, they can't, they can't, they don't notice that there is a net and they fly in and get stuck. Yeah. He's furious. This guy's lucky he would have died as well. The net has to go. Singaporeans are very spoiled, big city people, Kalai later says. Everything must always be modern and perfect, even nature. You want to see dragonflies and butterflies and, and see, hear birds in the morning. But um, unfortunately, that's not how nature works. When you have these animals, they will also attract other animals like snakes and lizards uh, and civets and otters and so on and so forth. So people... We are trying to advocate for people to be more tolerant, to accept uh, these wild animals within their areas more. Because they will be cited more and more. There's no way to prevent hmm. them. That's not working. Back at Raffles Hotel, in the late morning, people are constantly coming and going. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thank you. Since 
the hotel first opened, its porters have always been Indian Sikhs or their descendants. Narajan is a third-generation Singaporean. Just one night. One night in paradise. I'll be in paradise. Very much so. Very much so. Thanks. See you next time. I think most of our Sikhs are very proud of what they do for living. The honesty must come from the heart, the service that you provide. And the people who stay with you, they must have trust with you. And Rafa's the only one maintained to having Sikh over the years. Even last year, we have a quite a difficult area to getting the new team to come in. Because the requirement was must be a seat. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, so serious. Come on. Taking photos with tourists is part of Narajan's daily work. The porters are small-time celebrities. There are even souvenirs of Narajan and his colleagues now, such as key rings and oil paintings. presents the guests of honor who have stayed here, from Hollywood stars to politicians and fashion designers. One of the famous designers in Paris. Some guests, like Michael Jackson, made headlines here. The pop star had an orangutan from the zoo brought to him in the hotel. Narajan has no comment, but he raves about these British royals. I have never seen a royalty down to earth. He was very down to earth to see everybody at a driveway and very honored to move forward to reach them and handshake with everybody before they went to the lobby and show to the wife. She's very, very good. Yeah. Whether Malays, Indians, or Chinese, Singapore is known as a harmonious melting pot of different cultures and ethnic groups. And this couldn't be more clear than when it comes to food. It's lunchtime here at the Hawker Center. Lee is dishing up one bowl of her shrimp and noodle soup after the other. It's a real hit. The hawker centers are like big canteens in Singapore. Managers, garbage collectors, and nurses all eat here. I think it's the authenticity of it. Um, it has the taste of the old school. It's, it's, it's pretty old school. You don't get much in food court or restaurants. And the, yeah, and the price is affordable. In our gene, in a sense that uh, you know, in Singapore we have so many different uh, ethnic groups and different kind of uh, like Malay, Indian, Chinese, and uh, so mm. there's a lot of variety, and it's very convenient. At around two euros and fifty cents a portion, the competition is tough. With such low profit margins, many vendors specialize in just a few dishes.
has to quickly stop by the market next door and pay for her delivery. She's been on her feet for 12 hours now and is happy but exhausted. At 2 p.m., the final portion has been sold. Now she just has to quickly clean up and she's done for the day. Singapore even wants its hawker culture to achieve UNESCO World Heritage status. Look at that. Oh my god. I have never been to Singapore, but this is... Preserved snakes and skulls. No, that's, that's what you'll find that. here in the world of Ghostbusters 99. Those who come oh, here seek greater happiness, health, and prosperity. This is Grand Master Chu. He says he can look deep into the souls of his clients with his divining rods. Sometimes a client is baffled that I maybe know, for instance, what his grandfather looked like. But there are things that cannot be explained scientifically, whether you believe in the supernatural or not. This is his son, Master Chu. Necromancy has a long tradition here in Singapore. An entire month is even dedicated to ghosts in the Chinese lunar calendar, Hungry Ghost Month. Master Chu must first ask to be allowed entry into the temple with a sort of brush and sword. Without this, the guardian will trap outside the door because the door, there is a guardian at the door to protect any temple or house. So I need this to knock on the door and lack the permission to given and my guardian can follow me inside so I have the extra power to do my job. Master Chu is in his own world now. strip and with the ash the water in the bucket turns into holy water the bricks are meant to catch misfortune into the stage of the ritual and unable to talk okay so I have to go on whatever my my body asked me to do so half of half of it my my body doesn't uh, 
react to what I want to do. The singing bowl exudes positive energy. Choose clients receive a paper figure which represents their unhappy selves. It's hard to grasp everything rationally, but his client Pamela Long swears by it. So that's the ashes he's throwing The ashes in the water. Actually, I am uh, in the IT AB industries, so multimedia industries. So um, it's very challenging. So, but then um, in believing uh, there's some ways that uh, I can, you know, have uh, some uh, trust and belief. Yeah. So that's why it actually helps in some ways. Step by step. Ms. Long is to leave her streaks of bad luck behind. The paper figure is about to be burnt in a ring of fire so that none of the evil spirits can pursue her any longer. Master Chu doesn't wish to reveal how much he charges for this ritual. But what does money matter if you can change someone's whole life? Things that we do for you, you can't see. You are only you can see the richer part. But it doesn't see a lot of things transform the aura, the energy. You can't see the tons of energy, the vibes you are giving out. We are changing the vibes around you. Suddenly, after doing that, after a few days, people will treat you nicer. You just have to believe in it. I'm not debunking at all. Someone at the other end of the city has his hands full too. <laughs> William Chua says this feathered star needs a lot of care. <laughs> Fortunately, the 69-year-old has been retired for some time. He now even takes care of friends' animals. Because you have to be a real pro to turn a normal songbird into a great singer. First thing, know the character. First, you need to know the bird's character. What kind of food they like. Know what, what food they like food and don't like. Let's say now we hang out the bird. If they don't get the food they like, they don't want to sing. Don't have. That day you don't want he cuts up food and cleans the cages seven days a week, 364 days a year. Chua bought his first bird 25 years ago. He now knows all the tricks, including culinary ones. They need green beans, some kind of vitamins. When they eat it, it cools them down. Otherwise, the hot sun would kill them. Can make it, cannot make it. He's, he's forcing it down his Over 30 birds sing in William's front garden, and he can't imagine a nicer sound. They're using those.
Outside the Raffles Hotel, things have quieted down a bit. Narajan is on his break. The staff eat for free in the basement canteen of the five-star hotel. Wow, they have it made. The porter doesn't just open the door. He often travels around the world representing the hotel and accepting awards on its behalf. But he also savors the moments here with his colleagues, enjoying Indian food. At 64 years old, he still isn't considering stopping. Well, this is my second home. We work like family. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether people are coming from the ASCO people or people of uh, general manager or any other position, VPs or what. But we share our common goal every day together. All the luggage that they have a counter there, the concierge and the porters. So we don't bring luggage from here to there. As head porter, Narajan must also keep an eye on other colleagues' work. Some on his team are still new because the hotel has just reopened after undergoing renovation. He was standing in that corner over there and using the food. A newcomer is receiving instructions at the reception. Now he has to prove himself at one of the side entrances. So you and Sukhdev, 10.30. Okay. That means having the right posture and being absolutely courteous, even if a guest is in a foul mood. That's the first rule of porter etiquette. Before you call, you check with the guest whether he wants us to book a cab for him or he wants to book a cab for him. Sure, he's the, I know he's paying the money, right? Don't let immediately you call, then you have to pay extra money. Okay. Yeah, you Some may find the hotel a little old-fashioned, nestled between all the modern skyscrapers, but not Narajan. People really appreciate that this one of the unique hotel in the world has kept the uh, colonial past going. And uh, many areas, people do not develop the career, keep going to the next generation. I think this is a good investment for for generation to come. And Narajan wants to do his part as long as he can. The condo Tanglin Park is one of the many apartment complexes in the middle of the city. Yen lives and works here. She works as a domestic helper for a British family with two little children. The 27-year-old left her home in the Philippines four years ago because she can make more money here than at home. Since when I was young, I'm really doing hard work until now. So that's why. So I don't, I don't ashamed to be a helper because it helps me to provide my needs and my family needs support also. Around one in five households in Singapore employ a domestic helper like Yen from the Philippines, Indonesia, or Myanmar. She spends six days a week washing and ironing. But right now, Yen is thinking about her moment in the limelight. She's taking part in a beauty contest for domestic workers. So she'll get out of the shadows for once and take center stage. For months, she's been working on her costume which features a Christmas motif. 
it's not really my passion to be a candidate actually because I have appeared to face the people, especially like 200 people facing it. Then you're on stage and say, why not? I will try something like, interesting and something new. How can you build yourself and boost your confidence that you can, you can do it? is Singapore's major shopping mile. It features both luxury brands and discount stores. Every Sunday, many of the over 250,000 domestic workers like Yen, who work in Singapore, meet here. But she has very different plans this Sunday. She's putting on eyeshadow for her big moment. In a community center, Yen is dressing up to be a candidate for the Miss Petite beauty contest. It all feels a little strange to her. Even though I have been wearing a makeup, but this is still me. This is still Yen or Laryan. The makeup is just only an accessories to our body, but being yourself, being, being yourself to be true is still you. First round begins. Cheered on by many girlfriends, she enjoys her moment in the spotlight.
sets over Singapore, the three-lane road in front of the Lao Passat Market is closed off. At seven on the dot, the beer tables and plastic stools come out. Chicken, beef, and shrimp skewers sizzle on the grills. And night falls over the urban jungle. rescuers still have work to do. They have hissing cargo in the trunk. This cobra needs to be released. He's just sending their love to all of us. They're just hissing to say that you're off and you know, don't mess around with me. The cobra had found its way into an underground car park. Snake's bad reputation is unjustified and comes from Hollywood movies, Kalai says. They're actually quite shy creatures as long as people leave them alone. Yeah. We urbanize more, as we clear more land, um, these animals will be sighted in our urban areas more often. It's very critical that people know what to do and what not to do when they get sighted. Yeah, we don't want people to start freaking out, start provoking these animals. There is a way that we can coexist with them. slithers back into the jungle. Time for the animal rescue crew to call it a day. When night falls, mysterious giant trees shine colorfully in the gardens by the bay. Inspired by nature, created with high tech and running on solar power, they are spectacular yeah, and beautiful. typical of Singapore. After all, Singapore strives to be the green city of the future. It is, right now. Okay. Wow, that was interesting. Now, so that was. Uh, very interesting because it had to do with Ghostbusters. Um, no, had to do with anything but, but that's the title. Sometimes people will give you, um, it's clickbait and they'll give you a name for something that has nothing to do with what it's about. And that's what we had right there. But I'll tell you what. I I guess they just didn't know what to name it so that they would get a lot of people to... Oh, gosh, I 